This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. Bang. That's <laughs> <laughs> so aggressive. I told you I was trying something new. What's up, you guys? <laughs> J.M. Ryerson, Let's Go Win Podcast with my beautiful, lovely host. Co-host, Lisa Ryerson. Yes, you are. <laughs> um yeah i was trying officially I, now i am what you, oh that's right you did uh she was lisa buchan cool for most of our marriage and like actually until a year and a half ago <laughs> so my license says lisa ryerson and then i never changed my social security because that was like a hot mess and so my passport was still under Lisa Buchan cool. So every time we traveled outside of the country, Jane would book a flight under Lisa Ryerson. It was a it was a hot mess. So f- basically 15 years you're like, all right, I'll commit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then after a while like, I got scared. I go, well, what happens if I change my name? And then and then that just I don't know, like wrecks our marriage somehow. I there all these weird things were going through my my brain, because it works so well with me just keeping my maiden name. That's fair. But now I'm officially, for the last year and a half, I'm officially a Ryerson. Congrats. congrats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we're talking about is the three most impactful books I have ever read. Now, this was not easy because, as you know, I love to read. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, to pick three was not easy. Here's what's eerie. This is so strange, and I didn't notice it. Maybe I have a weird thing with numbers, so let's just put that out there. But as I'm looking at the books, the first one was published in 1936. The second one was published in 1946. The last one I'm going to talk about was published in 2006. They were all published. Yeah, that's. I thought it was weird. (laughs) Maybe it's not. I don't know. But. That was strange. They're all in the sixes. So I want, I got to go look at 16, 76, 66, 56. See, see what I missed. There has to be some good books. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so the three, I'll start with the first one. And it was published in 1936. I suggest this to anyone just wants to get better at being social, get better at uh, just living life. And that's how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. He if you don't know that name, he is just uh, he helped so many people really uh, in this world of self-development early and, and just being their best selves. So have you read the book? I have not. OK, so <laughs> <laughs> it, can't help contribute to this one. Here's what I would tell you if you're like, well, it was written in 1936. I don't want to read something that old. And I would understand because they say things like fella and <laughs> there's just funny old terms in the old book the way that the, funny to us the way that they, we talk mm-hmm. versus now um but the principles are still the same so my point is they have revamped it they've updated it so that it doesn't sound antiquated or it doesn't sound like odd it's very hip now um <laughs> But, but probably the biggest takeaways I have is it'll get you out of any mental rut and help you make friends easier and incre- increase your influence, which I think leadership to me is influence. So that's a big thing for me. But a quote that stuck for me from the book is, in order to be interesting, you have to be interested. So I know you've heard me say that many mm-hmm. times. Uh, and my best analogy is going to like cocktail parties where I didn't know anybody. And I used to really get in my head about, ah, I'll just go straight to the bar 
instead, I may still do that. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I just go talk to new people and I ask questions about them. Mm -hmm. That didn't come naturally. I could sit in silence. I'm very comfortable with silence. I really am. However, it does make it odd for the other person if you're sitting there not doing anything. <laughs> and when it comes to just like surface level conversation, I, I wouldn't say that's a strong skill set for me. So I just ask questions. And when I put that together, I am interested. And so I just ask a lot of questions. It's amazing how Afterwards, I've developed all these friendships, but I've said like six words the entire night. But that's to me okay. So I don't know. Any thoughts to that? Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you feel like this book was kind of your pivot turning point from when? Okay. So actually, backstory going back 20 years ago. Sure. Okay. When we first met, started dating or whatnot. And you were, you were very, always very social. Um, for the most part. But then when you went into the insurance um, arena, I just remember going to many uh, parties or things like that. And you would just be in a corner with a few of your buddies. We were very comfortable there. And I would work the room. Like we always had this running joke. I didn't know anybody, but I would go work the room while you hung out, you know, kind of hung back with a few people. Would you say that this book really helped change that perspective for you? And what really changed because now you're the one working the room and you're out there meeting new people and you're very, very social. Yeah. I don't, I, I have to credit this book for helping. I can't say that. I don't remember a moment where it was like, mm -hmm. Whoa, but I do to your point, it was a group of guys that I really enjoyed that their company, but it detracted from even being able to meet others. And that mm -hmm. was the mistake that was made. That doesn't mean I can't be, I'm hanging out with them all the time anyway. So why sit together when I can go hang out with them mm -hmm. at any time? I may never get a chance to see some of these people. So yes, I think to answer your question, this helped. I can't say I put down the book because I've read it several times. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was just something that I finally looked and said, that's kind of foolish. Mm -hmm. And this book probably was a help in that. Yeah. Yeah. The next one, it's a very heavy read. So before you go pick this up, I want you to understand it's one of the heavier reads I've ever read. And I'll tell you a, kind of a funny story about it. But it's Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, uh, published in 1946. And this book is all, it's about how everyday life in a concentration camp reflected in the mind of the average prisoner. So uh, Victor Frankl, uh, originally from Austria, psychologist. I always get this wrong. Psychologist, I believe. And he talks about, I don't want to give the book away, but it's it's awful, right? What, what he went through. And it's absolutely mind-blowing the perspective. It gives you the appreciation you have for what we have today and what those people went through in those concentration camps. And to think that it wasn't that long ago, to me, it was less than 100 years ago. Uh, it's remarkable, mm -hmm. and it's, I, I don't know, it's, it is the most profound read I've ever had. And I think that's, for the amount of books I've read, I, I, I don't say that lightly. So, my funny story, you haven't read this book, correct? Nope. You would cry too much. I'm zero for two. I think you would cry <laughs> too much if you read this, but... Uh, so I'm sitting on, don't read this in public places if you don't want to cry in front of other people. Okay, just don't. <laughs> so I'm sitting on in the bulkhead row of a Southwest flight, uh, I believe flying from San Diego back home. And uh, I'm in the front and the book's not big. It's, it's like 100. It's very similar. Let's go in size wise. Mm -hmm. 
And the lady, uh, uh, the the lady, the lady, <laughs> the lady, a lady looks over at me and she says, "Oh, a little light reading, huh?" And I have tears streaming down. Oh. My face. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's real easy." Um, so my point in telling you that is, yes, it may not be a thick book, but the content is pretty profound. So I know you've heard me talk about this mm-hmm. book frequently. Do you have any, without reading it, do you have any thoughts on it? No, I want to read it though. That's on my list of books to read. Maybe that'll be the book I'll read next. So this is the one book that I've, anybody I've given it to mm-hmm. has come back and said, thank you. And so uh, Pam Altman, most recently, I remember uh, I'd given her that suggestion several times over. And she is Jewish as mm-hmm. well. So it's going to be even harder, I think, because, again, her people are the yeah. one that they're really talking about in this book. Um, but after she said, thank you, that was mm-hmm. beautiful. And it's just it's one of those. I, I don't know how I wish I had met this man. He died mm-hmm. in 1997. I certainly wish I had the chance to go back in time and meet him because he did so many lectures, helped so many people. Um, and he went through this awful experience and made something beautiful from it. So anyway, that is cool. And this is not a new one to anybody. I talk about this all the time, but mindset, um, by Carol Dweck, the mindset, the new psychology of success. And it's all about having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. She's really brought that to the forefront of pop culture today. You have read this book. Yay, one for three. I did read this one. <laughs> what were your overall takeaways and thoughts? I don't know that you loved it as much as I did. Maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe I yeah, should ask you that. Probably not as much as you did, but I did like it. I felt like it was an easy read, and it just really put things in perspective for me because I didn't realize I had a fixed mindset. And we all do, right? In different areas of our life, we have growth mindset in some, fixed mindset in some. And it just um, it was profound because I went, oh, in these areas of my life, I'm definitely fixed mindset. And that's something I can work on. And it's it's kind of cool where you have the control to change it, right? And And after reading that book, there's been, you know, things I, maybe events that happen that I start down the fixed mindset route and I go, wait a minute, like, but I could change it and look at it this way, right? And I think it's really helped us with our kids too, with our boys, because, um, and I'll let you get more into that, but it is, you know, Trey, our youngest, was very fixed mindset for many years, right? And so I think we're starting to help break that a little bit where he, you know, is more of a growth mindset. Well, one of the things when you talk about the way we talk to our kids, uh, that was, there's a section of the book where she talks about that in parenting. And I actually don't know if she has kids. I've never really researched her that way, um, which, by the way, hold me accountable because I do need to reach out to her to thank her because um, of what she's brought to this world. But specific to parenting, uh, Trey would be a good example. Trey is a very gifted retention of information. I don't, I don't know how to say it. We thought for a while he might have a photographic memory. I don't believe he does, but he's got a very impressive memory. Mm -hmm. But I remember that your go-to is you want to say, Oh, you're so smart, but no, for him, it's, you work so hard. And I know that sounds, but so like, for instance, if they get an A on a, on a test, instead of saying you're so smart, you'd say, Oh, look how well you did because you work so hard. Right. And the reason that's important. And again, this isn't giving the book away, 
But it, so the next time, if they get a C on a test, are they now not smart? Are they dumb? No, that's they just probably didn't retain the information, didn't work hard on it. Mm-hmm. But it was the labeling aspect of what happens. And so many athletes, this has happened to where they have been deemed a superstar, um, you know, this or that, and they get heaped all these accolades. And then if something happens, they go to the next level they crumble because Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily winning or being that star. And so they just have to work a little bit harder. So for me, this book has been very inspiring. Uh, I know she has inspired curriculums around Mm -hmm. the country. Most school settings that you go into, you will see a version of growth mindset Mm -hmm. versus fixed. And uh, it's pretty remarkable that she was able to do that. Yeah. I love it. And it's, It's really helped me. It's helped me in the way that I, you know, talk to the boys all the time, you know, and then we have TJ, our other son who really does have a growth mindset because he has struggles, right? He didn't talk until he was three and a half. Everything, he has to work double, triple hard, um, harder than any other kid to to get his A's right to in school and to, I mean, just struggle. Like we had tutors for years, right. Helping him out of school. And then with tennis, he doesn't pick things up, you know, any sport, it just takes him a while, but you know what it taught him how to work extremely hard. And and we just know he's going to do well, regardless of what he does, just because he has that hard work ethic. Yeah. He's the one, and not that I worry about Trey cause he's very gifted, but uh, let's see, I said it right there. He is very <laughs> Of the two, it comes easier to try than TJ, but I do know TJ will be fine in whatever endeavor because he is not afraid to work hard at all. In fact, that's what's cool. When you start to get inspired by your own kids, Mm -hmm. TJ inspires me to work harder, to be better because he's not the most talented one out there. He's just not. Right. But he is willing to face those demons, put in the work. It's, it's, he's a very impressive young man. Didn't we do so good? (laughs) (laughs) Pat on the back. (laughs) Um, But you know what? I would love to hear your guys' favorite three books. Would it be best send them to the website or social media? I I don't know. Because I would want to hear from them. Yeah. Go to the website. You know, reach out. Contact us. You can comment. Give us feedback. We'd love to hear, you know, what your three favorite books are for sure. You're teary-eyed, isn't it? I know. Because we're talking about our kids. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I, if nothing else, we get some good thoughts mm-hmm. from this. Uh, uh, I can't wait to hear from you guys, your favorite three books. Until next time, continue mm-hmm. transcending life. We'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community, and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson.